Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay, everybody, welcome to the podcast. Our guests on the sofa today are the standstills. Thanks so much for coming in, guys. And I'll tell you, the hype on social media for you guys coming in today is probably the most hype we've had of anybody. Oh. Uh, who, like, just the overall excitement that you guys are here today. Oh, cool. I Thanks. That's great. I don't know whether it's my Twitter or my my Facebook friends <laughs> list who's excited. That just happens to be the right mix. But uh, I cool. have a feeling we're going to have a great reaction to your episode. No pressure. Yeah, no pressure. Yeah, the, beer, the beers might help. <laughs> uh, you guys are going to do a live performance at the end of the podcast. Uh, tell mm-hmm. us about the songs you guys are uh, prepped to play. Uh, we're going to do uh, a cover, actually, to start. It's uh, "Walking Blues" by Robert Johnson. Um, but there's another blues artist that covers it, like many blues blues artists. Uh, a guy named R.L. Burnside, who is actually a hill country blues artist. And uh, we like to do his version because it has uh, it has a different groove to it, and uh, and one of the things with us is like you know we're all about the groove, so uh, we're gonna do that, and then uh, we're gonna play Orleans, our new single. It's the second song on our new EP. We have a new six song EP called From the Devil's Porch that uh, was released on October twenty first. August. August, sorry. August <laughs> August 21st. Um, Starts with an today. A. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, we have it up on our in our online store on our website, thestandstills.com. And it's on iTunes, like all the digital places, you, digital stores, you should be able to find it. And in uh, HMV in Canada. The song, uh, the cover of uh, Robert Johnson, uh, that goes to like the real, real rootsy blues <clears throat> stuff. Uh, you as a guitar player, Johnny, uh, is that what you grew up learning and playing or was that something you picked up later on? Uh, later on for sure. Um, I used to listen to my dad's records when I was really young. So it was a lot of old rock, you know, like there's a lot of Beatles, a lot of, uh, Stones, a lot of, uh, the Guess Who, CCR, that sort of thing. So I think, you know, there, there's always those undertones and that the, the roots of the old blues in there. But it wasn't until later on um, when I really started to dig deep on on that sort of stuff. Because uh, it wasn't, you know, it's not as popular as the pop rock type of stuff that was coming out. And then what, I was, what was available to me on vinyl through my dad's vinyl. So it definitely was something later for sure. What what did you uh, listen to apart from your dad's vinyl growing up? Um, beyond his vinyl, uh, you know, I I was listening to a lot of grunge. You know, a lot of uh, I feel like there is a lot of that uh, emotion just pouring into the music and grunge that was very similar to early rock bands. You know, that were kind of like they were they were living the music. 
and I feel like that is that's something you can really really feel in those in those grunge albums that were that are now like classic albums you know and uh so that scene to me was very exciting and I was big into that uh, you can listen to like a classic record like uh the Stones <clears throat> Exile on Main Street and you could hear Keith Richards losing hours off of his life on that record, I think. Like, <laughs> you want to talk about living during an album making process. Yeah, that's that's or dying yeah. or dying. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's unreal. Um, with the band, uh, how long have you guys been together? We're going on eight years in January. Eight years in Jan. I say it like I have an anniversary date. <laughs> uh, January, January 9th, uh, 12 p.m. <laughs> Give me something special. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, no big deal. The uh, breadth of your work thus far, you must be very proud of that because you do have some notoriety. But uh, mm-hmm. what's uh, what's the next EP? What are you hoping it brings? Uh, beyond this one, uh, well, we're actually we never stop writing. We never stop creating. Um, so for us, it's it's always a uh, uh, goal of ours to develop you know, to get that much closer to um, trying to create, uh, you know, great rock albums and, and stuff where um, people can listen to it. And then, you know, like five, 10 years down the road, it still has the same effect and, and that sort of thing, like all the albums that we love to listen to. So that's that's the goal, ultimately, uh, further down the road. We're really excited about a lot of the new stuff we're, we're creating right now. And actually, we... Uh, we throw one or two of the new songs in the in our set to give people a chance to kind of hear like the next uh, the next release beyond what we just released. <laughs> but uh, it's uh, yeah, so we're excited about that, and that's kind of the mission, really. And that's kind of like the cycle, I guess. If you guys are always writing and always performing, sometimes mm-hmm. you can even judge by an audience reaction to a song. Has there been an audience reaction to a song that you said, "Good, we got to put that on our next uh, recording." Yeah, you absolutely hit the mark there. Um, The reason we keep bringing these songs in is to test them. And um, yeah, the reaction we're getting, we kind of translates because we can see people coming back and they'll say the same song, you know, what's that song? Or they'll come to the merch and be like, you know, which which album is that song on? It's like, oh, okay, okay. What, uh, is there an example of one song that you guys consciously have uh, like recorded and and released as a result of uh, fan feedback? I don't know. Um... I would say uh, on prior releases, like we, I think uh, "Good Goddamn," we had a song that was that was really popular uh, during the live shows. It's mostly a, a lot of the um, the stuff that just that it has a good pocket, really, mm-hmm. you know. And it's and it's one thing that we've learned over the years, and and that we've uh, absorbed is the crowd reaction to a good groove, and like and the importance of that in music as well as you know writing something very good but um being able to move a crowd of people and that that was a song that kind of it started to do that and and the song we have uh jesus that did that as well it's got kind of uh that's more of a tribal influenced listening to a lot of native music Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, like ninety tracks of percussion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was Just it was yeah it, it came down to you know like the adding that percussion and 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 kind of recreating something which was kind of 
the groove came from listening to like powwows and listening to that sort of and and how that music is for them for those people it's there's that it's it's uh it's a must to have a, a groove that will move move you through the music mm-hmm. and that which is ultimately like uh you know like to a little bit of release of the soul you know so they Jesus was one of those tunes where it's just the groove is there and it's different. It's very tribal, very kind of powwow like. Yeah. Yeah, I think the new record, I think Shotgun was one we had introduced to our audience really early too. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of we had a three or four we were slowly <coughs> bringing in, and I think that was the only one that made it on the record. So. Mm. When you guys are, I t- when I talk to uh, a lot of different bands uh, who are who have been around longer or more established or. You know, have 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 had a longer a breadth of experience. Some of them uh, like to talk about uh, when they were touring or when they were, you know, when they felt at their creative peak that they were kind of part of a posse. Like you see, uh, groups of comedians who like to do work together, like Seth Rogen and James Franco. There were bands like uh, the guy I'm talking about is um, Graham Greer from the Barstool Prophets, which had you know a good run in the '90s, and they would tour with the Odds and all these other Canadian bands mm-hmm. that they would consider their contemporaries. Um, mm-hmm. Who do you guys consider to be those bands to you, if anyone? The Tea Party. Uh, you know, it's <laughs> it's it's hard to say, really. Uh, you know, like there's there's a lot of great Canadian music that's happening right now. Uh, we we feel that. Uh, you know, when we talk about other other bands and stuff like that, the stuff that's really sticking with us is a lot of the, a little bit of the throwback stuff. You know, so like the the Monster Truck, the Sheepdogs, that sort of thing, uh, because there's a there's a little element of that like classic rock, which is what we try to do a little. Well, not try, but kind of subconsciously just kind of create a little bit mm-hmm. that way too. And uh, so I would say like those there there's those couple bands and then uh well you know, we've like only played with monster truck i would i would say um because when you get partnered up with bands sometimes you don't know who or you know you don't know you're not familiar with their music and that sort of thing so mm-hmm. when we partnered up with the tea party that was one of those situations right um we're big fans of their music and um actually right now we're on the road with say yes and i hadn't known of them prior and now i'm, I'm a huge fan of their music and we we're hitting it off really well. Like we're having a ton of fun at every show. So mm-hmm. that's kind of, it's been a while since that's happened since the tea party. So but it's always awesome when it clicks like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Heading on down to Ottawa tonight, the show, the mm-hmm. the road show continues. Yes. Yeah. How many, uh, how deep are you guys into uh, this tour? Like, is it a long tour? Is it a short one? It's kind of short, but it's, uh, it's falling on weekends. Uh, it's mm-hmm. over the course of a month. And um, we're done next weekend. Actually, we finish it off on Halloween in uh, North Bay. So, yeah. yeah, Halloween in North Bay. I know, no snow, no <laughs> snow, no snow. Yeah, <laughs> that's almost a guarantee. I know. Yeah. <laughs> if I get a moose out of it, I'll be happy. <laughs> a moose head? No. <laughs> that's what I thought you said. <laughs> like yeah. the beer? Just oh. one? Oh, Just a beer? You didn't succeed with me. Who's moving Sorry, on to you? Uh, that's our manager. Uh, heading up to North Bay, uh, I know Johnny. Uh, you're a Valley boy. You're actually from the Ottawa Valley-ish, right? Uh, well, my my a lot of my family. Are you gonna are... pass pass through the uh, pass the, through the Valley at all? 
We wanted to. <laughs> yeah. Like the back, yeah. we all, anytime we go to Ottawa, we always take the back roads because yeah. it passes right past the cottage. But um, this time we had so many things lined up on the 401 that it's just not in the cards this time. But, yeah. Oh. It's beautiful though. The Ottawa, Ottawa Valley is, that's the place, man. <laughs> and it's funny because Say Yes is traveling that way and they're blogging the whole time they're doing it. And we're seeing all the places are stopping. We're like, ah, damn it. speaking of blogging on your website one of my favorite features you guys do a travel blog tell me about the inspiration for this because i've never seen any band do it or at least i've been paying close enough attention but you're just kind of stuck out tell me about that yeah we just started it um it's something i've kind of always wanted to do because i've always you know i'm a big fan of anthony bourdain and i i love traveling i love eating (laughs) and i think it's really beneficial to um other people too because you always when you get excited about a place you always want to tell people oh you're an evangelist for that place yeah 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 yeah. so um i was really inspired to do that and uh yeah it's going really well got one in so far yeah and it's it's uh also kind of a little bit selfish too because we want people to tell us about certain places to go and like we want to we want to know more about the culture because one of the benefits of being a band is that you get to travel around and see a lot of different places sometimes you know you don't have a lot of time to spend in places but um the times that we do have some downtime it's it's really great to go and check out different like you know cool music stores yeah yeah Yeah, yeah. absolutely and uh and then it also gives people kind of a chance uh to get some more insight about what we what we do and you know like where we are and on a regular basis the people that we meet with the certain stuff we do like this radio thing or you know like the podcast and and uh to kind of give them an insight on on the lifestyle more um because of uh you know and it's and it's with the uh the internet the way it is i feel you know like the social media it doesn't it doesn't quite give you enough you know like yeah kudos to you guys for doing a website or doing a blog a food like that nobody does that anymore yeah, there's yeah so few good websites anymore you know like it's nice yeah. to actually spend some time on one everything's a meme now yeah like fuck <laughs> i just did a bagel meme <laughs> Speaking of me, you know the Batman slapping Robin meme. Yeah, yeah. Well, we went to a restaurant in uh, Montreal, and they they kind of you know how you get the options for your breakfast. You get your toast. It's like you know brown, white, or rye. Yeah. And they said brown, white, rye, or bagel. So I, I made a meme out of it. So Robin's like, you know, brown, white, rye, and he's like, you're in Montreal, slap. You get the bagel. Yeah. Egg, so. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that. Unless you get the smoked meat on rye. Oh, that I might had, be okay. I did a smoked meat eggs penny. Did I got really? I got the best of both wow. worlds. Yeah, it was crazy. You are a foodie. Oh, I know. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. What did that that cost in Montreal? Forty five bucks. Yeah. Fourteen. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> Worth every penny. Uh, it's too bad you guys weren't taking the uh, the back roads up to uh, North Bay because you could have stopped at Wes's Chips in Arnprior, which to me, you guys need to write a blog about that place. That's the best chip truck. Uh, that I've ever personally tasted. There's not much else in Arm Prior, but there's Wes's chips. I think we'll yeah. hit it up on Saturday because we're, yeah. we're, we're in Arm Prior on Saturday. There's no food in Arm Prior, so yeah. Yes, there's your challenge. Absolutely. He's done the work for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Great. <laughs> <laughs> best, uh, best road food you guys have had along the way? That's a tough call. Oh, that's really tough. There's definitely um, hot spots that we return to. Yeah. Uh, in London, there's a place called the Early Bird. It's kind of new. 
Yeah, uh, it's a couple guys from Toronto. But growing up in London, we had nothing like this spot. And when they opened up, it was just like they have all those band posters from yeah. all the years, Sweet. like the original Silkscreen ones. Wow. And they're all framed. And they have like, you know, the four Elvises painted as Kiss members. Like nice. it's a ton <laughs> yeah. of fun in this place. And they have the most amazing breakfast. Mm-hmm. Like they have chefs that smoke all their things in house. And it's wow. unbelievable. Is the Montreal that, spot was good too. The one we recently were at, the, the uh, brunch. I think it's it's a part the food. <laughs> we tend to touch on brunch a lot. Yeah, <laughs> it's part it's part food and and atmosphere, right? Oh, like yeah. you want it to be an experience, and this place was an experience, which which just adds to it, you know. Sensual and, overload. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I had yeah. an overload experience on food. Um, Big Ed's in Hamilton. Uh, on Queen Street South. I'm pretty sure it's still in business, but you can get a three-pound burger if you would so choose. <laughs> and It's a lot of burgers. It was the night before I was leaving for vacation, so I was like, I'm on vacation, it's Friday night, and I was at a buddy's house just down the street from Big Ed's, and we started talking about Big Ed's, and how much do you think you could eat at Big Ed's? And we're already very deep into a bottle of vodka at this time. <laughs> and I said, I could probably do a, the, the triple pounder. And, of course, the challenge got laid out, and I was drunk enough that it seemed like I could do it. I did it. I nice. completed it. I didn't eat the fries, but I did eat three patties, and it was a three pound a pound per patty. How was the nap after? Yeah, I was gonna say worst flight ever. Well, <laughs> and then the I people who were sitting by the John. <laughs> yeah. He's in the front of the plane. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't quite that bad. Uh, it wasn't until later that I realized that uh, nothing was moving. Days into vacation, like like your arms and your legs. No, (laughs) my stomach was a rock solid block. Eat a couple blueberries, you'll be fine. Until halfway through vacation, and uh, yeah, so Big Ed's, thank you very much for that. I hope you're still in business. I remember you fondly. (laughs) It was recommended to me by a guy who um, had an affinity for restaurants. That started with like an adjective and then a name, like Big Ed's, Slippery Pete's, you know, like or or whatever. Like yeah, he obsessed yeah. over those restaurants. He had them all categorized. I and- could see you leaving that place with like a Big Ed's hat. Big yeah. Ed shirt, oh yeah. Like a blow up toy. Like I ate the three pound burger. <laughs> photo on the wall. In the bag with your vodka still with you. They do that. <laughs> they do have a challenge. I think it's the five pound. I think it's the five pound. Oh my god. And yeah, there's no. There's no way. It's a baby, man. That's yeah, like eating a baby. Yeah. That's a yeah. person, man. What are you doing? Yeah. It's out of control. Out of control. Uh, the standstill's hanging out with us in the green room. We've had a couple of pints. We've got some pizza that's uh, arrived for you guys. We like to, uh, even, you know what? Even if you guys needed to do laundry, there are laundry services here in the oh, green room great. that we could have offered up. Next time they're coming through. Yeah. Beauty. We love to have weary bands come through while on tour and we feed them <laughs> and we get them to tell stories. And uh, you guys have been great. Uh, thank you so much. We look forward to your live performance coming up in just a few minutes. Thank and you. Uh, the standstills, check them out. Social media on Twitter at the standstills. You guys are on Instagram, Facebook, all those places, right? Yes, yep. absolutely. Yep. The Green Room Podcast is powered by 420 Kingston and 420 Session Lounge and Micro Shop. Kingston's number one destination for all things 420. 420. Get more from Big Chris. Visit his blog, kingstoneastnews.ca. 
archived podcasts, music blogs, and more at BigChrisRadio.com. And uh, so we got in there, and we see this guitar, and and like we're kind of looking at it. It's got speakers in it, and it's got like all these knobs and switches and stuff. And uh, I start messing around with it. It's got this distortion, and and uh, it's like a drum machine, and. And we're just like kind of laughing, like, is this thing for real? Like, this is crazy. <laughs> and uh, and then after like, you know, we, we, the joke's over, we kind of like left. We're like, we got to get back. And then we just, we as we're on the way to the show, we we're like, you turn, turn right back around. <laughs> like, I need this guitar. <laughs> <laughs> the whole band started feeling yeah. insecure. You got a drummer. Yeah. You got yeah, yeah. a <laughs> And, uh, but it, it was, it's one of those, like, it's a remake of, uh, like a sixties, uh, Vox and, uh, it is a Vox. It's, it's called an Apache and, uh, just having that fuzz, being able to do something a little bit different to add that it's closer to our, our sound and closer to, to what we do like that little, the, the blues sort of thing, the fuzz out sort of thing. And, uh, so we're, we're like we have to bring this around to the stations because this is a better <laughs> representation of us than playing an acoustic thing because uh you know like acoustic we're we never touch an acoustic on stage ever yeah so this just only made way more sense to us and uh and so we were like i got we have to we have to have it we have to bring it you know this is us this is the this is part of what we yeah for sure will be mine yeah 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 Wayne's world yeah but it's 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 an addictive guitar to uh to to mess around on like you know uh it's sometimes it's hard to leave the apartment just because it's like (laughs) you just keep going and going and like ruined your life (laughs) you know what is the guitar is the guitar made by Pornhub yeah. As I walk up this morning scrambling for my shoes I remember head them on those walking blues Mind. Uh. 
favorite girl that's right it's the ali mars the one and the only everyone else just ain't me i am the host of welcome to mars a lifestyle podcast where nothing is off the table i have come a long way from sex and dating and have transformed the new vibe to all things lifestyle we still talk sex but i'm more interested in the journey where people have come from how they made it and where they're going Subscribe or follow to a brand new look and a brand new era. Welcome to Mars. Subscribe or follow on Apple, Spotify, Google, or at theallymars.com. Because even with the new look, I'm still that same bitch you love to hate. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. 
Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holawati from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Crier Media Network. <laughs>